Good evening, good evening. We have so much to testify about how God is moving because God is moving. He's moving. He's moving. He's moving. I love reading the word of God. I'm trying to tell you. Because when I read the word of God, I receive every mystery and it's being unfolded as I read. And you know why? Because I wasn't a a big reader when it comes to the word of God. I'm trying to tell you, honestly. No, I was not. Because there were so many translations, so many names. This person begot this person, begot this person, begot this person. And all the names that they begot, I wasn't even able to pronounce. Or even remember if I'm able to. And I said, Father, help me with this. Because every time I read your word, a mystery is, you know, exposed unto me. And you say, when we find a mystery, it becomes ours. I love that. And God had me to meditate on Matthew and John. And from John to Matthew. And from Matthew back to John. And I said, Father, it seems as if the book of John should have been before Matthew. Because John is very expressive. Detail by detail. When it comes to the baptism of Christ, as he chose his disciples in the beginning, when he first chose, the ones he chose first. Because according to Matthew, it's described as John the Baptist. Matthew is describing John's personality. His personal life. What he like to eat. What he wear. You wear camel skin. You eat wild locusts and honey. You baptize Christ. And before you baptize Christ. You looked at Christ and said. Am I worthy to baptize you? You should be baptizing me. And Christ said it shall be done. And John did that. And then go further down. It said that Christ came across. Andrew. And Peter, but let me say Simon. He wasn't Peter then. According to Matthew. He came across Simon and Andrew. Two brothers. On the boat. Come follow me. And they went. But according to John. John is very affectionate. He's more detailed. Regarding the baptism of John baptizing Christ. Now after John baptized Christ. Christ began to preach. As John began to expose due to his testimony in his book. As he began to preach, John had two disciples with him. And a crowd also. But out of the two, one was Andrew. And Andrew went to go run to his brother Simon. Come. We found the Messiah. Come. And as Simon approached Christ, Christ prophesied to Simon. And said, you will be called Peter. According to the book of John. You will be called Peter. And he's still Simon. Simon means to listen, to hear. And according to the book of Matthew. 
Christ called Simon. Simon bar John. And John means grace of God. And Simon, John means grace of God. And Simon means to hear, to listen. So you are to listen and to hear the grace of God. But when Christ said, who do you say that I am to you? And when Simon said, you are the Messiah, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. Only spirit, spirit of truth revealed this to you. Now you are Peter. But before he called him Peter, you are Simon Barjona. Barjonas. Jonah still means Jonah. And Jonah means dove. And Christ, as he got baptized, Holy Spirit showed up in the form of a dove. So now you went from, according to Matthew, being a hearer and a listener to God's grace to now you being a hearer and a listener to Holy Spirit. So now you are a rock, Christ said. Upon this rock I built my foundation. And he don't just be a rock you find on the ground to pick up and throw. Which David did towards Goliath. Rock to him during that time of talking about who he is. Because names are very valuable in Hebrew. Every name means something. According to your call, your purpose. And he elevated three times. Simon did. You from Simon... Barjonah, no, Simon Barjon, a hearer of grace to Simon Barjonah. Now you're a hearer of Holy Spirit. Now you are Peter, which means stone. And another word for stone is template. And God wrote all of his word and commands on a template, on a stone. It wasn't paper. It was a stone. So you went from being a hearer to grace to a listener of Holy Spirit to now being a doer of Holy Spirit. And that's why Christ say, now I can build upon this rock. Upon this rock, I built my foundation. Because he was allowing Peter now to know you are the living word of God. And you know that. You're not just a hearer anymore. See, Simon means to hear, to listen. Now you Peter. Now you became You became the template. You became the rock. You became the stone where the word of God is written. You became the demonstration. And you are aware of that. Because flesh and blood have not revealed that unto you, Peter. And he prophesied that to Peter. After he was baptized by John. And according to John's book. Christ was baptized 
He gave a word. There goes Andrew. Right in the midst. Go run and get Peter. You will be called Peter. And the next day, on his way to Galilee, he ran across Simon and Peter. I mean, Peter and Andrew, excuse me. Come follow me. And they did. In short ways after that, there goes James and John with their father Zebedee. And they left their father without no question. See, we get stuck right there. His father didn't say anything, they just went with him. Wow. It's more to that according to the book of John. See, Matthew say that John approached Andrew and Peter on the boat and said, follow me. But according to the book of John, Andrew approached Christ during the time of him preaching after he got baptized when he was with John and went to go get his brother Peter and brought him back and Christ prophesied over Peter. Then the next day, he ran into them again and said, now come follow me. That's why they were so eager to go. They already knew who he is. Not was, is. And that's why I was so eager for James and John to come and leave their father. Because word got around town. Here is the Messiah. Of course we come with you. Father, bye. And the purpose and the point I'm making is that each book get detailed due to their revelation. See, Matthew described it more of John. What he wear? What like to eat? And how he felt less worthy for him to baptize Christ. But he did anyhow. But according to the book of John, the affectionate one. The one who was affectionate towards Christ. Not the one who Christ loved the most. The one who was affectionate towards Christ out of them all. More detail. No, Andrew encountered Christ first. Out of every disciple. And he went to go get Peter. And Peter went to go get Philip. Because Philip, Peter, and Andrew are all from Bethsaida. But I mean, excuse me, Bethsaida. And it's called Honey Place. A honey house. Hunting house. And then Philip went to go get Nathaniel. And Nathaniel said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? On his way to Christ. And Christ said, Wow, an Israelite which have no deceit in him. How do you know me? Nathaniel said to Christ. I saw you sitting under a fig tree before you came. You are the Messiah. The prayer, excuse me, the effectual, you got to say it correctly, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man of that of much, James 5, 16. The effectual, the beneficial, the purposeful prayer. The purposeful, fervent, mean passionate, heartfelt, 
a beneficial, heartfelt prayer, a veil of much, an open heart, a veil of much, boldness with compassion, a veil of much. And when we pray, whatever you ask when you pray has already been answered. And I say, Father, when it comes to your word, I want you to give me a scripture day to day. I want you to have me to fall in love with this word. That you say I should continuously read day to day. Because there's so much information. Yes, it's true, but it's passed out. And it's translated differently so many ways. But it's still the truth. Hallelujah. When it comes to describing certain details, like the baptism and how Christ, you know, begin to encounter the disciples. It's translated different. It's described differently according to Matthew and John. But you would think that John would be before Matthew. Because Matthew said that Christ just said, Peter, Andrew, come with me. But according to John, Andrew found Peter. Peter didn't walk to them the first time. That was the second encounter, the second day, according to the book of John. So that should have been first. But we're not questioning it. But I'm just saying, theology-wise, as a theology. Because when you want to know that Christ was encountered first by Andrew, then Peter, then Philip, then the Daniel, and not that Christ... When you read Matthew, you would think that's exactly what happened. Until you read John further down. And John get more detail as to what actually happened. It's like John said in the beginning and Matthew was given the end. He didn't just find Andrew and Peter together. That was the second day according to the book of John. Andrew encountered Christ as the first disciple. Then he went to go get his brother Simon. Simon by John Listener of grace Did I call you Listener Of Holy Spirit Jonah mean dove Listener of Holy Spirit So now you're a stone Of the dove Of Holy Spirit Now you're the template of the written word of God Because you just became the written word of God And you're aware of it It's so amazing to read with an open heart and lean not to your own understanding. God say testify. I got a knock on my door today and I was thinking, what am I going to do for Christmas? I didn't buy anything. I didn't go to any stores yet. I didn't do anything yet. I get a knock on my door from a group of people Asking can they come in 
And I didn't feel I need to say no. Because the things they had with them. They had a pine tree, ornaments, decorations, presents, turkey, food, gift cards, and more things. People I never even met who never even met me just randomly knocked on my door. And I was just asking God, what am I going to go to the store and get what I got to get for Christmas for me and my son? God has already provided it for me. And the things that I go to the store and get now, it's just, you know, just because. But all the important things, the things that you would necessarily go do and have to decorate for the holiday. And let me tell you why it's happening this way. Because I tithe. Because I tithe. And I tithe for other people. Wasn't even aware I was doing that. I was just like, God, 10% is, to be honest, it's not really nothing for real. 10%? You're not asking for 50 or 75. 10%. And I always gave extra tithes. Whole time, I'm interceding for those who don't, you know, have ties to put in, to put seed in the ground for my neighbor. And God see that. That's why he searched the hearts. Not to see that he, what he don't know. Showing you what he do see. That's the purpose of him searching. To show you where you are. I would never, ever want or need another day of my life. I always have. They didn't even know me knocking on my door. I always bought artificial trees. Here they go with a pine tree. And put the the, the bottom cup on it for me to fill it up with water. Put it all together for me. In my living room. I went to the grocery store today. I say, Father, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a budget, you know, wisely when it comes to the groceries because I'm a go grocery shopping for now and for Christmas. Then it will last. Just to be wise about my decision. Not keep going to the grocery store. To the grocery store. Just because I'm sitting at home don't mean you eat all day. You don't get bored and eat. You can never get bored with God. And he don't ever want us to ever say that. You bored with him. You don't have nothing to do. He always gave you something to do. Just seek him for it. And I learned that through my experience. That's why I'm testifying that. I used to say that. I'm bored. I'm just sitting at home. How can you be bored with me? You calling me boring? No. They don't say that. Okay, Father. My son come home. Whoa. Wow. Wow, Mom. All the glory, all the honor, all the praise belong to God. Everything that I can want to use my money for, I may want to, so press to go to the store to buy my own tree, buy my own whatever. And here come God before I even go and do anything, provide it all for me. I got you. 
become your Jehovah Jireh, right? Jesus. Your Jehovah Nisi, your Jehovah Sikandu, right? Your Yahweh, your Adonai, right? Your Elohim, right? And that's what I'm being. Egum Christ, I'm your Savior, right? I'm your Lord of hosts. I'm the Lamb of God, right? The, the Lion of Judah, right? I'm your Prince of Peace, right? I'm your Redeemer, right? Here go, Holy Spirit. I am the truth. I'm your intercessor, right? Don't I teach you what to say, what not to say, what to do, what not to do? Every time, right? Come on, somebody. Went to the grocery store. And I was like, whoa, I think I'm going way over my budget. When she was ringing the food up, I'm like, whoa. And as soon as I stopped panicking, because you know when they go above your limit, I mean, yeah, above your limit, you start like looking at other stuff that you don't really need. You start pushing it to the side and grabbing the things that's really important that you really want to buy. And all of a sudden, when I stopped caring, I turned away. When I turned my back, I mean, I don't care. It went down, what? $80 to when it was appearing to be on the screen. So I have much more now left over than what I thought I had in my budget that I didn't have enough for. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. You got to see the good in everything because God is for us. I just got an email that the kids are doing virtual until, you know, January 23rd. I the minister, why are you upset? Why are you crying? Did he not come through for you the last time? See the good in it. See the blessing. See the miracle out of it. Don't claim what the world say about it. Claim heaven's reality regarding it. I get more time home with my son. Helping my son. Because God knows I need to impart in my son. Parents are so upset. They don't want to be bothered with their kids. If you don't want to be bothered, then how can you teach them? If you don't want to be bothered, in a way they should go. So if you don't want to be bothered, that means they go somewhere where you don't want them to go. Somewhere where they don't belong. They get on your nurse, then it's somewhere they don't belong. Because you don't get on our father's nurse, you're where you belong. So teach your child how God teach you. Regarding your relationship as him being a parent and your daddy. Unto you. Like my son, he's very affectionate. If I say anything like, did you do your best today? He would get teary-eyed because he's so passionate about doing his best. Not just for himself, but for his mother because he knows how much his mother care about him. Yes, I did my best. God used me to build that boy up. Because so many people try to tear him down in the school system. I don't want to be bothered with you. You don't know this. You can't do this. No, son. I start the scripture off, friends, and he finished it. I can do all things. And he said, do Christ who strengthens me. I'm the head. And he said, I'm the tail. 
I'm above. He go, I'm, be, I'm never beneath. I said, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. A one of the world's smartest males that will ever live. If God be before you, son, who could be against me, mom? I don't ask my son what he want for dinner or breakfast or lunch. He eat what I fix. And randomly, I will ask him randomly, I'm going to the grocery store. Is there anything you want me to fix you for, for dinner or lunch or breakfast? Specifically? And he said, Mom, I, you know, whatever you fix, I'm great. I said, but what will you want? I want tacos. And as I was fixing my son tacos, so gladly, thanking God, got my worship music playing. No, I wasn't playing worship at the time. I was playing uh, What's Happening, watching What's Happening, TV show, rerun, Roger and them. While I'm fixing tacos, and I get a knock on my door. With all these presents that I never even signed up for. They don't even know me. I don't even know them. And they ask, can they come in and deliver these presents? Because they said, you are well talked about. We don't know you, but we heard of you. How you're a great mom. How you're a great woman. You were between a, you were between a rock and a hard place. We were referred to you. My hands are so red. Oh God. That means it's time to lay hands. God said, when my hands get this red, I would lay hands and they shall recover. I don't have to literally put my hands on. I just lift them up in the atmosphere sometimes. And wherever it need to be sent, it be sent right there. Receive, receive. And not even just you, receive for those who are around you. Receive. Because there's always somebody that you know who you know, who they know, who they should know, or who they may know, or who they wish they didn't know, who they still know, who can receive a miracle. Come on, somebody. God got your back. I went to the 7-Eleven. Came across this man who needed some inspiring words. And I just was so happy to be so eager. You know, I'm always energized. So my energy, you know, my excitement, you know, it blessed him. Out of nowhere, for everybody in the same level, he said, you know what? Don't stop doing what you're doing. Don't stop being who you are. Because that's a gift from God. And you never know who you're blessing. You never know what somebody was on their way to go do until they encountered something like this. So who, who knows what this man was on his way to do? And didn't. Who the sun sets free, guys. Come on now. We free indeed out here. We free indeed. On earth as it is in the kingdom.
I'm just so excited that God is who he said he is. He's a man that he shall not lie. Neither a son of man that he shall repent. If he said it, he'll do it. And I love that God never changed. He's faithful. So here I am with all this food in my place. And was given much more from people who don't even know me. I don't even know them. They was like, I'm just laying to come here. Imagine that. Somebody knock on your door, land to come in your house. When you thinking about making a list on what you about to buy from the store and everything you can think of, they bring more than that. Out of nowhere. Your name not out there to be on no list for no nothing, this, that, and the other. That's God. I told you, I'm under, we under, we, 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 under the law of grace. I'd rather have grace than money. See, money, when it runs out, then what? See, grace, it satisfies. It opens up doors that no man can close. See, money can open up certain doors. Grace opened up every door. I'm trying to tell you. God said, you are a mother of many nations. Many nations. I love being a mom. And a spiritual mom is just nothing but a person who just leading a person back to Christ spiritually. That's what you do. I know you do. And I said to my son, he said, Mom, Mom, all these presents and treason. I said, you know what? All the glory and honor belongs to God. Say thank you, God, right now. Thank you, Jesus, right now. And that's what he did. And I said, guess what else, son? Yes, mom. We're going to decorate it. We got the gingerbread house. We're going to do that for Christmas. I said, tomorrow morning, I'm going to put on some, you know, Christmas curls. You know, I like the temptation sound at night, you know, all of that. We can mix it a little bit with my oldies with, you know, the Christmas curls. You know, we, we wish you a Merry Christmas type of thing. Silver bells type of thing. And we're going to decorate the tree and put the gifts under the tree together. Tomorrow morning. And I said to my son, I'm going to fix you the best pancakes in the world. You want sausage or bacon? Bacon. Eggs. Yes. Because I love you, son. I love being a mom. God taught me because I asked him to teach me how to be a great mom. I'm not biased. I don't desire to be the best of anything. I don't desire to be the greatest. I desire to have a great name. I don't desire to just be successful. I desire to be significant. And I love my child. So now that he's out of school till January 23rd, I'm excited. We can do more things together. I want to take him to, you know, the ice skating, you know, ring. You know, M Street, you know, what is it, Southwest? Uh, southeast or southwest? God, southeast. M Street, southeast. We're over there by, you know, southeast. By Navy Yard Station. Beautiful ice skating rink. And I know he's not going to want to ice skate, but he'll just sit there and just watch. You know, I give him, buy him some food and things, you know, hot dog, cotton candy, whatever I watch. His mother just, you know, do the best she can on the ice. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I love being a mom. 
It wasn't easy raising a boy because I'm a woman. I thank God that we have now two bathrooms and I make sure I stay on he makes sure he stay on top. I would never ever pay my child to clean anything. To do anything. If I put money in your hand, it's for you to keep, not because you're doing anything, because that could be done for free. I'm not paying you to clean up. Oh, that's already a guarantee. And he know me, I better not see anything. And guess what? I don't just tell him without me doing my part. When it comes to my part, he makes sure he see that I stand on top of what I do before I tell him to do anything. Oh, mom's bathroom is always clean. And she told me to clean mine. It's not like, oh, hers dirty. She told me to keep mine clean. No. I love that boy. He's a good boy. Everywhere he go, people say, you say, you have such a great child. Let me get off that subject. I talk about him all night, you know. And guys, before he became a teenager, let me just say this. Before he became, yeah, a teenager. From 12, from 2 to 12, every Christmas, he always asks, can I have a brother or a sister and a dog? And every year, I just say, not this year, son. Not this year, son. So when he got, you know, 13, you know, he, you know, he realized, oh, so it takes two to have a baby. <laughs> it, he don't, it don't just fall from the sky. <laughs> And on, not on top of that, oh, my mom must be married. <laughs> or does she even have a kid? But I let him know that things like that happen. Because I wasn't married when I had you. But guess what? I'll be married the next time. <laughs> what God wants. That's why I really stopped asking him. And he realized he got older, so he don't he know the difference now. It takes this to get this or to receive that. But I wouldn't even ask him because he'd probably say the same thing even though he know what it is. I don't want to give him an opportunity to express himself if it's not the time to. Because what if he just come and say, what about this guy you've been talking about? I mean, can you can he give you a baby? Can you guys give her? I don't, I'm not going to give him that opportunity to say that. He must be patient. That's why I'm not going to say anything. That's what he wants every year for Christmas. A sister or brother, and sometimes a sister and brother, and a dog. That's my time for now. I love you so much. Greater is he. Enjoy your blessings. Yeah. Who's in me? Then he who's in the world. I love you. <laughs>